Hey, cunts. So a bottle of water will cost you 50 cents at the supermarket, two bucks at the gym, three bucks at the fucking movies, or six bucks on a fucking plane, cunts. It's the same fucking bottle of water, same fucking water, nothing's fucking changed. The only thing that's changed its value is its fucking location, cunts. So next time you're feeling you've got no fucking self-worth, maybe you need to change your location, cunts. No, no, cunts, love you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. Oh, snap. Back at it. Yes, sir. Uh, Hold on. Doing hood rat shit with my friends. Damn, it's been a hella long time. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. At least, what, three years? Has it been that long? We didn't do anything during COVID. No, we did one post-COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been three years. We did an Agent K episode. Yeah, exactly. Was it 21? Probably 21, yeah, yeah. Life is hella ironic because we were doing examples and we were probably the first people to do podcasts with just regular ass Skype calls and then COVID happened and that just became the way everyone communicated. I always chuckle at the irony of that. Yeah, you know how I feel about that format now. Mm. I mean... Yeah, July, July 18th to 22. Okay, so it's approaching two years. Yeah. Okay, but but we're yeah. here. All right. We are here. What was the name of the episode? Just die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty sure to yeah, I'm pretty sure that's still still. It says trigger warning. This audio contains materials that may be harmful or traumatizing to some audiences. Leave those soft feelings at the door. <laughs> well, you got a a fake Twitch account or something like a Twitch burner account. You look like a streamer. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, a streaming I... setup, my guy. What's going on here? Is there something it does look like that. Probably Kais or not. I I didn't. Yeah, I was I was unfamiliar with that man. Like, I, I see him, but I don't understand what he does. And I saw that he won, like, streamer of the year. And I'm like, what does that consist of? Yeah. Audience? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't watch too many streamers. So, Same. like, I, like again, like you, I'm familiar with who he is. But I've never sat there and been like, oh, shit, Kai's going live. Let me log on to see what was mm-hmm. going on. But... 
I mean, they're really the new journalists. Sit there, really sit down are. with music artists and, and other celebrities and just talk about shit. How did he get into that position? No clue. It, it feels like he kind of built it from the ground up. Like, you know, back when rappers was like Slip Thug, you're selling CDs out your trunk and you just kind of blew up. Like, you just started creating content and developed the following. Interesting. I didn't realize how mainstream he was till I saw him just literally on the the court as part of the dunk. You know, because that's yeah, typically reserved for for people that are mainstream. And uh, for him to bring him out for that, I, was, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems what I what I see as famous. It like what I, what I would deem as famous like three or four years ago. I, I don't feel like that's. I feel like that's. I feel like the criteria meant you had to, it was like it was a bigger portfolio. Now it just seems like a lot of people are famous, and it's like that's why I'm just sitting here like, what do they do? <laughs> and and I'm sorry, like if, if if streaming or what he does is just play play video games and people watch them. Hmm. I mean, is he a very good gamer? Like, is he always winning? Is he always beating these games? Like, I don't even think he's a gamer. I don't, I don't, yeah, even, I don't even. I don't think, think he, he does like gaming game. content. Bruh. So, what is his talent? Going live and just talking to people. Moving the needle <sighs> is his <Yeah>. talent. <laughs> See, I would never like. There are aspects of podcasting or being a journalist and shit like that. Like, I get it that that kind of takes some type of skill or whatever. And you might you might consider someone more talented than the other. But that's very, that has to be damaging for the game in general. Because, I mean, me personally, believe it or not, I'm an advocate for I don't believe, like, sports players and, like, famous people, mainly, like, sports players, like, in-season – I don't think they should be allowed to have podcasts. I think it mm. just takes I think it takes away from the game. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Because they're so buddy buddy. Yeah, and that's like, and that's like Draymond is so far on LeBron dick, he might be giving him his fourth child. <laughs> and I don't want I don't want you I don't want to hear that about by the team that you're in the same conference with during the season. Oh, can I take the can I can I take this game off so I can go see LeBron make history? The fuck? No. <laughs> Whoever they playing against me, like he needs how many points? Ten? He getting six tonight. I'm locking yeah. him down. I mean, but they they when I look at sports comments, whether it Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever. When I'm looking at the comments, bro, it just really seems like they feel that truly being competitive at a high level is boomer shit. Like they look at it like, why y'all, why y'all want, why y'all so angry? Why y'all just don't want them to have fun? And it's like, bro, we don't want these. You're betting on some shit because that nowadays a lot of motherfuckers are betting on shit. Now you're betting on shit where motherfuckers are going there in there with the mindset of, hey, I might play today. Like that's that's a crazy thing to bet on. I mean, like I said, I don't really advocate for gam- gambling like that. But just imagine just gambling on something where the motherfuckers that you betting on, like they not they're not they're not serious. 
And a lot of them probably don't get serious until maybe like a, a Western or Eastern Conference Finals when it's like, all right, the whole world is really watching now. We got to come with it. We can't just, you know, we can't just pussyfoot through this shit. And that's crazy to me. Like, I think the Isn't commentary sports around- betting the dark cloud over sports for as long as we can remember. How did it get to the point where it's just the most mainstream thing? Who was that baseball player that they pretty much didn't let get into the Hall of Fame because he was betting? Yeah. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. And then you have Kevin Durant on Twitter talking about he don't give a shit about my parlay. And that's fine. You shouldn't give a shit about my parlay. But if if your, if your over-under is 12 and a half points, I expect that to be an easy day for you. Mm. Modern sports players which is our generation and younger, they don't give a damn about the fans. Like, they can they can front all they want, but they truly don't give a damn about the fans. Like, once they reach that pinnacle of being professional sports players, like, they pretty much look at the rest of us like the scum of the earth. Like, they're like, fuck <laughs> those guys. Because they look at us like, we're going to tell them something, and it's like, well, you're not here. Like, I made it to the NBA, why would I listen to you? And I'm like, okay, that's cool, that's fair, but once again, why are you fucking sucking right now when you average 30 points a game? Like, yeah. what's going on? You know, and it's one of those things where when I was growing up, I was always told, like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be looking up to celebrities. Like, though the celebrities are not meant to be your role models and blah, blah, mm. blah. And I always felt like sports players were separated from that. But now I can't separate uh, the athletes from them. Like, they're just they're just celebrities to me now based on the fact that I feel like they're acting 99% of the time anyway. I, I, I see no arguments with that. And even, and I, I, I do my, my sports betting, you know, here and there. And then we were talking about the all-star game. I was talking to, to Flacco and I was like, oh, I'm not betting on the all-star game because they come in with agendas. Unless you're going to bet on the hometown guy to go over. Other than that, I'm not betting. Hmm. They're going to they gonna let the hometown town guy shine a little bit. But other than that, no. That was what, what that that product that they put on the floor was that was nasty. Like, I was, <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. Like, everybody kept saying, oh, yeah, just wait to the fourth quarter. That's when it gets competitive. I'm like, yeah, this generation don't care, man. That hole is a little too deep. Yeah, you down 20. It's like and 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 their argument is. People don't want to get hurt. It's midseason. It's supposed to be a break. And I'm like, but y'all grew up on that. Like, y'all grew up on watching these guys go at it in the All-Star game. And I saw the uh, – somebody had posted um, the fouls that occurred from, like, like 1990 to, to 2024. And, it, you know, uh, All-Star game, like, in the 90s, you're seeing 30 or 40 fouls. They said it was four fouls called the other night. So you went from 40 fouls to four in a span of 25 years, 30 years. What I did notice are the European players, uh, Jokic and 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 Luka. Luka, they were like, hey, that's a tick. He's hanging on the rim. Hey, that's a travel. That's a double dribble. Like, like they were like, all right, fuck it then. Because y'all out here just wasting my fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing that I, I would agree with, I, I do believe that the all-star game should be a postseason event. It should be a summer event. I think I do. I do agree with that. It will make so much more sense for whatever city you go to. 
nine times out of ten, the you know the weather will be straight. Um, and the people that um, you know go to you know they they win the championship. Whether I mean I, I would say do it like we do the Pro Bowl. It's it's after mm. the season. I think that is a good idea. And as far as the dunk contest goes, I don't know. Uh, I felt that I felt there was better energy from the three point contest. The three point contest was somewhat exciting, and after that, you know, you had the little whatever that was with Steph and Sabrina. Um, that was that was okay, but I mean, I wonder who they're gonna like. Are they gonna continue that? And is um, it's gonna be a different player next year? Like, how does that work? Uh, Adam Silver has a lot to do because right now, like I said, I, I believe the NBA is a dying brand. And then you're about to you're about to lose at least four or five players in the next three or four years that been you know they've been holding down for a while, and I just I just don't think that this next generation is that invested in teams anymore. A lot of them are invested, you know they're investing in you know a few players, but I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do as far as marketing to to really get people interested because. People are. I think people are getting bored with the product. Do you but think there's going to be a point where everyone is sick of, I guess, things that take off on the internet, infiltrating things that are disconnected from the internet? Man, I'm surprised they're not tired already, man. Like, I'm really tired with it at this point. It's just, it's just exhausting. It's uh, it's not even fun anymore. It's like, it's, <laughs> it, it's like you're gonna, you're gonna get your think pieces off. Nothing is gonna change and you're just going to worsen the product over the course of things. And I, th- I think it's a, on our generation to get tired of it. Cause like I put in the mm. group chat, how they were roasting Kenny Smith for what he said about Sabrina. But at the same time that people come back like, Oh, she shot 26 and that's what Dame shot to win. But it's like, Dame was in what? Three rounds, four rounds. <laughs> he did this four times. Granted yeah. you were quote unquote cold, but he did this four times to get 20 and got 26. Yeah. That was your first round. And you still lost to the best shooter in history. And he took and in my in my opinion, it looked like Steph took it light. I could be wrong, but it looked like he it looked like he was very lackadaisical about the whole process. And it was like, how many more I need? Okay, let me turn it on because I am him and just, you know, go ahead and, and, and win. I made it competitive for you. I could have I could have not missed a single shot. Sexist of you to say, Jay. I'm appalled. <laughs> what did <laughs> Kenny Smith say? Appalled. Um, he said that she she should have. Sh- yeah, go ahead, Jay. He said that she should have shot from uh the women's line instead of the men's line. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, basically. Didn't she shoot with a woman's ball? She did shoot with a woman's ball. Yes. She she probably wouldn't have hit 26 if she didn't shoot with the woman's ball. Damn. Just be honest. And why is that controversial to acknowledge that? Hey, that, like, honestly, that ball is so much lighter compared to is. a men's ball. And and if that's what you play with regularly, and then you go shoot that, you might warm up, but with doing that number of shots in that time frame, event, you're going to get that arm fatigue a whole lot faster. At that 28 and a half, it's, it's a difference. That that The weight of a basketball, the feel of it, that shit is a difference, bro. And, you know... I, I had no, I have no problem with her using a woman's ball, but that's the one advantage. That's the one advantage that she received. So I don't really see. I mean, given her the, 
the women's three point line. I mean, she shoots deep in real games, from what I understand. So yep. she didn't need she didn't need to scoot up. That's a little bit more insulting if she has to scoot up. Shooting with the women's ball, which is not recognizable from just a casual per- perspective, that that was enough, and that's that's why she hit twenty six. Because yeah. I I just I, I really feel <laughs> if she had a bigger ball, it would have it'd have been a little bit harder for. Her. I I know some women that can hoop and and they. To make the, to make that adjustment to a men's ball, you know, you, they they feel it like they know, they know that that twenty eight and a half definitely gives them an advantage. That well, they're comfortable with it. I'll say. Anyways. Yeah. I know you ain't come back to talk about sports, man. I know you got a lot on your mind. I know you do. You got a lot to say. You listen to episodes. You be like, man, I want to get in on that. So here, this is your opportunity. The See, platform now, it's, it's my moment. <laughs> it's your moment, bro. Take do what you do. Where man. do we honestly even begin? Because I I wanted to come on here because you know I don't know if you guys really noticed, but I don't really make content anymore. I'm more now like off the grid in terms of how I put myself out there on the internet. So like just chopping it up with you guys is an opportunity to kind of get back to those old content creating days of just talking shit and not really worrying about you know trying to have the mystique of an artist because i'm starting to see now that become a more of a conversation of mystique of everyone is doing too much on the internet and it's a it's a really interesting uh battle that you got to fight because it's like if you have ideas or you make things and you're like well i want to share with people i want to obviously build an audience around it but at the same time i feel like what's the point of it all really it's like what's the point of having that audience Outside of saying, I got this audience now, so you can now come listen to what I have to say or hear what I have to say. And I would even just say, if you think about the world today, obviously, this isn't like a novel statement, but we can now communicate in ways that we never could. And the world has not changed in the slightest. You can make an argument, it's actually gotten worse because now people know about everything that goes on. So that forces me more off the grid in terms of just everyone just shut the fuck up. Like, what you have to say is not changing the world. What I have to change is not changing the world. None of us are changing the world. So what, you know, what's what's the point of any of this? That's That was kind of why I removed myself from Instagram, bro. Like, it was more one of those things like, do I want to take a break or do I just, am I just over, I'm, like, I'm over this shit. And I, I really think, just I got think that's to, what it is with you too. I, I'm over this shit just based on the fact that one, you know, Personally, I would I prefer to just be on there, kind of comment, stalking, and, and lurking anyway, because I, you know, I, from an entertainment you know standpoint, but like sharing shit with people I really don't care about, and you know, also pretending to care, that shit gets exhausting because mm. it's almost like I used to joke about this shit, but like I know how like I'd be telling Jay like, damn, you don't like no pictures, like you you be stingy with your likes and whatever, and it's like. I kind of understand now because what's the point? <laughs> like, like, you might as well just look at it and keep on moving. That's that's the wave now. People, a lot of people are they struggle to reciprocate that type of consideration. And whenever I like something or love something, however you want to see it, I feel like that's me being considerate. And mm. I I don't want the world to taint me like it already has for the most part. 
take me further, you know, even more just based on the fact that I see like disgusting habits from people. And that's one of them. Like people are really like it, it sickens me when I'll go on somebody's page and they have a, a you know, a thousand followers and they don't follow anybody. I think this is like some <laughs> weird shit. It's like, like, what are you what are you trying to prove? Mm. You know, so I don't know what what really got me is because, you know, I. I, I we we had this conversation. Where it was like, all right, I'm gonna consciously start, you know, liking and stuff more and, and commenting, and then when I do it, people just take it and it blows their head up. Like, oh, I see, I see you working hard. Yeah, I'm out here getting strong. This, this, and this, and this, and this, and like, like they don't take the compliment. Like they mm-hmm. they use it as as that 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 Mario mushroom, and it just blows them up bigger. And I'm Damn. like, now I kind of regret saying that to you because you weren't humble about it. <laughs> and now I got out of my way to say something nice, and you're being an asshole. Man, the the mediocrity that we celebrate on social media is a, is, and that's just it's one of those things where you see it, and it's like we actually need to withhold some of these likes. We need to withhold this fake praise because, in all honesty, people aren't getting better. Why are we incentivizing them to continue being mediocre? I mean, once again, with these podcasts, I mean, I am not the biggest podcast fan. I do not listen to the average podcast, not from a a, a snob uh, point of view. It's just I know for a fact by looking at snippets what the shit is going to be about. A lot of motherfuckers are not really adding much to the conversation like he just said, like they're not saying anything new and when they and when they do say something that sounds slightly new it's just rephrased in the way that they understand like and then you kind of figure out oh you know this is the root of it it's all just recycled it's just all like and, and then you know social media is not it's it's not inspiring anymore like i think at one really point not. it was somewhat inspirational like in the in the early 2010s now it's 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 a lot of recycling. I, I noticed that when uh, I would see people post different TikToks, it would be the same narrative on the TikTok, just deep, different people doing it. I mean, basically somebody reinventing a meme in video form. And I'm like, is TikTok paying y'all to do this? And, <laughs> and that type of shit just got weird. Uh, it's like at some point I feel like people have to wake up and realize they're, that they're just being court jesters. For, for everyone and at, 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 and where do you draw the line with that right because there are talented people out there none, none of this is to denigrate anyone's talent but it's like when do you realize that you're just fodder you're just fodder for the internet and within if you're lucky 24 hours it's highly likely within the next 60 minutes no one is going to care about what you just said or created Drake's dick got leaked and it was just like no one cares it's like 25 hours later, no one cares. No one cares about the Jews tunnels in New York City. No one cares about the Titan submarine. No one cares about that. Attention span. I mean, they may they may care about it for realistically, they may care mm-hmm. about it for two weeks. You know, they mm-hmm. may like reblog and repost. If you're like really lucky. Yeah, you might get two weeks out of it. Then it's on to the next thing. The the the, the current state of the news cycle. Yeah. So, mm. like you said, if you can get lucky, you could probably steal a whole quarter. Twenty four hours if you're lucky. Yeah. Man, exactly. if you get, bro, yeah, you get, you get if you if you know that you just lucked up, yeah, twenty four hours. But 
even like a famous person, mm. man, they may get the quarter. And then after that, it's it's a wrap. It's like, all right. He, on, to, he, on to the next. Yeah, man. Like, what? Like, they people on a monthly basis, they're looking for the next meme. They're looking for the next viral moment. People are oh, searching for that shit. And it's not that to me, that's not genuine. I think like in the early stages, the shit used to naturally pop up. It used to naturally happen. And it was a lot funnier. Now mm. it's like they looking for it. Like every moment is it has its viral virability. It's like, Jesus, let just let these moments be. And like Jalen Brown even said, he was like, man, I think a lot of these guys just don't they don't want to become memes. And I can I can respect him for that. He's like. Knowing how intelligent he is, I can tell he was prepared for the backlash and he just didn't care. I mean, dude did tributes. Like, how can you really be mad at that in a in a in a world where um we didn't see every fucking dunk? <laughs> like honestly, like in, unless you're just gonna start recreating those great dunks that Aaron Gordon and Vince Carter did and Jason Richardson, like the people before you. It's hard to like. I give Mac McClung his credit. Like he did, he was as innovative as he could be. But at the same time, were you really doing dunks we hadn't seen? No, we were actually doing dunks we've seen you do before. I know, I know, I know. Mm. And it, it was, but the I, the beauty of it all, as far as the dunk contest goes, and that's why I give Jalen Brown some credit, is because now it's all performative. Because you're just really trying to show how creative you are now. Yeah. And not necessarily creative in the air, just create creative in, in general. And that's why I say, yeah, pre, yeah. I mean, honestly, Dwight started that. Like that was there's, there's nothing crazy about Gerald Green blowing out a candle and dunking the basketball. But the concept to come up with, I'm going to put a candle up here, light it on a cupcake. I'm going to blow that out and dunk, dunk it is like, oh, OK. Presentation, performative, like like <laughs> you got to do that, and then that was just the start of it. Now you have people that their attention spans, grownups, less than five minutes. They're on to the next thing, less than five minutes. Like really, like I know, I I guarantee you, if there's statistic out there, because I know that there are long TikTok videos out there, there are long reels out there, but I guarantee you, on average, if there's a seven eight minute reel out there a person is probably only watching three and a half minutes of it on average. Like they're not sitting there watching eight minutes of that shit. I thought okay. about that attention span uh, with driving a couple of weeks ago. I was randomly driving and I was like, what are the, what's the likelihood that we see more accidents as a, attention spans start to dwindle because people can't actually focus on the fact that they got to drive. Like what if you're stuck in, what if you're stuck in traffic or what if you're going on a long drive? Like I've drove to Memphis to film a proposal and that's kind of what I was thinking about as it was like, you know, three o'clock in the morning and we're like still three hours out. I'm like, I'm like at this point really pushing through to obviously make it, you know, and like trying to like say, like, I don't want to fall asleep or whatever. And then uh, that's when I started to think about it. I was like, what, it, what, uh, what effect is the Internet attention man going to have on real life shit like driving? And just yeah. think about all the technology that we have now, like the car damn near drives itself. You just got to keep sure. your eyes you know, sure, where they, sure. can, they can see your eyes. So. Scary. They're all, they're literally preparing you. They're preparing society to not have to use their brains. Like in that's, that's so many ways, like you don't have to worry about somebody's attention span. Cause 
in 10, 15 years, they won't really have to use their ability to think. Like they won't have to critically think. They'll just have to be smart enough to tell something else to do it for them. Like it's like it's that simple. Like I need this person, I need this device to be able to wake me up. I need mm. this device to write my papers. I need this device to take me there. I need this device to call somebody to take me there. Like they they've already they already made technology simple And iPads, shit. They probably it's probably earlier than that. Now they're getting iPads and they're navigating iPads in ways you would never would imagine. So you get somebody with at least a high school education with the type of technology and the type of advancements we're seeing. Man, it's no, it's it's gonna get to the point where I know people complain about there not being a lot of kids wanting to be doctors and all this stuff, but. Mm. Nine times out of ten, robots are going to take that sh- that role anyway. I mean, That's they're crazy. already you're already doing Bluetooth surgery, bro. Like people, it's going to be a doctor in Sweden, you know, performing brain surgery on somebody in Jersey. Like, yeah. Go ahead, be a content creator. <laughs> so, you know, we'll get this this uh this uh robotics company to 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 get you know a batch of doctors, mm. you know, with minimal mistakes and. You don't think I do is maintain the thing. You know, you don't even have to pay him this ridiculous salary and deal with his trash ass signature. You know, you just go on, go on about your day. That's and most of that's these doctors crazy. are ass anyway. They don't they don't care. The fact that the medical system in America has not completely imploded is a miracle. These doctors don't care. They send their assistant in there. The assistant doesn't care. The assistant might send their assistant. That person doesn't care. They get in there, they look at you, and they don't care about what you have going on. They have it just to, all right, I'm going to just prescribe this to you, and I'll see you in 90 days. That's it. <laughs> and, and and that's a deeper, darker circle because, like, half the stuff that you go to the doctor for, you could probably change some habits, take some different vitamins, do this, this, and this, and heal that. And I think the last time I went to the doctor, I actually had to see the nurse practitioner, and that cost me more than seeing the regular doctor. Sheesh. It's embarrassing. <laughs> In Next general. My family tells me, Karan, you should have been a doctor. I'm like, these doctors are trash. You should be thankful. I'm, I, did, I did my family a, a great service by not being a doctor. <laughs> And they're being groomed that way. I feel. I feel yeah. when I'm looking at what what when I'm looking at different industries mm. and the qualifications it takes to get into these different industries versus what it took 40 years ago. People cannot look me in the face and say they didn't dumb down the qualifications for a lot of people to get into this shit. And with dumbing down the qualifications it takes to get into certain shit, you basically the reason you are expecting an implosion is you're witnessing a lot of these industries let in shittier and shittier people. And we see it in the service industry. Like for me personally, it's a breath of fresh air when I come across somebody that treats me in a decent fashion in any industry where they actually have to, you know, serve me in some way. Like it's um I, I I'm amazed 
Like when I'm even when I call somebody when I'm working and I can tell that they're happy to hear from me or they seem like they're in a joyful, like joyful spirit. That's a breath of fresh air for me because people are so shitty to one another. It it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I, I know why they're shitty to one another, but it still blows my mind. You could go to a Starbucks, a Dunkin' Donuts, a McDonald's, let's say, less than a mile away from each other and have a completely different experience with the food. And that'll tell you. And how do you mess up something that's supposed to be standardized? A fry is supposed to not have a one-mile radius taste differently depending on location. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't happen that way. They give, I'm sure they train you to make it exactly how it's supposed to be. But then, like you said, you can really tell when somebody cares about what they're doing. But what Jay said, the chain, darker you aspect, expect that consistency. Hundred percent. But the darker aspect, I think. Well, it's a good time to have this combo because I think a while back we tried to have the capital uh, capitalism conversation. Yeah. I feel like the darker link to all of this is capitalism, and I okay. that to that to me is not more apparent than with something like therapy. With medicine, it's clearly there. For example, if I can, if I if I have to spend forty minutes with a patient. Within that 40 minutes, if I that's one patient, that's obviously going to have a different financial impact. But if in 40 minutes I can see 40 patients, obviously that is also that's a completely different variable when it comes to finances. Therapy, I feel, is something that is purely capitalistic driven at this point. The person, uh, the the therapist, it's not in their financial interest for you to not need them. So the ideal therapist is the one that on first day tells you that I don't want to be your therapist for any longer. Like, let's let's get you in. Let's get you like the right foundation for your mental health. And then I'm done. If you are consistently having to keep a therapist, I feel like there's a capitalistic, deep, dark capitalistic link with that. It's like an Indian culture, for example. There's a like we, you know, like in Indian spirituality, there's a guru thing. We have gurus that historically play a role so the ideal guru technically is the one that you don't need because they prepared you to handle stuff on their own which i don't feel like modern therapists aren't doing and i don't feel like people going in to look for therapy aren't looking for that they're not looking for someone to like they're basically adding an extra attachment to their life when i think the goal should be to remove the attachment it's like dead (laughs) damn damn (laughs) it's dead bro i mean I, I, I'm, I'm gonna let Jay speak, but uh, so my experience, right? Um, my insurance and a lot of a lot of people that have, you know, worked through in the corporate world or whatever. My insurance has it to where you can get you can get like therapy. Like it's 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 a lot of levels to it, but obviously therapy is in there. It's included, um, and you know you got your basic dental, eye, and all this and that. And then you know, so, you know, with with, with some paperwork, um, you can even get gym memberships attached to your insurance. But when I looked at the hoops that I had to go through in order to get a gym membership on, to put on there, I didn't even want to do this shit no more. <laughs> but when I look at what it takes to you know get a therapist, man, that mm. shit, therapist, dentist, eyes, you know that. Like that, it's easy. But the hoops I had to jump through in order to get a nutritionist, in order to get, you know, to get discounts at the gym, to get things that weren't necessarily related to, um, you know, already being hurt. Like 
I feel like gym should be considered as preventative medicine. Going mm-hmm. to the gym should be comp- like so. You you when you talk about capitalism, like you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head because the root of it is everybody always says it. They don't want to cure you. So when therapy was able to get wiggle their way in there and align themselves with you know these insurance companies the blue cross blue blue shields the cygnus and all that like once they were able to get in there comfortably and and discuss you know future plans it was a wrap and because they had so many government contracts nowadays i mean there you have it like once the government gets involved and push their hands on it it's about it's gonna go to shit and that's and i always point out that's what happened with the post office once the government got involved with the post office bro mm. Because if the post office operated the way it does today, the way if it operated this way in the 30s and 40s, my goodness, yeah. my goodness, <laughs> like, like I, it's crazy to think that something that, that's so advanced is actually worse now. Like you, you knew why they called this snail mail back in the day, because you're mm-hmm. like, you know, look how it's getting to me. But now it, it makes absolutely no sense. You got trucks, you got planes, you got drones, you got cargo vans, you got people doing this shit third party, you got all kind of shit. And it still takes the post office a ridiculous amount of time to get you basic mail and you're always going to have a shitty experience. That's the government. And you can look at that and you can look at Amazon, you can look at FedEx, you can look at UPS. I'm telling you, <laughs> keep the government out your shit, stay privatized. You have a better chance of getting quality service, and we're seeing that more and more every day. So that's that's bureaucracy, capitalism. It really is, yeah. It sucks. It doesn't benefit anybody except the people on the side collecting the checks. That's it. And 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 to like, I feel like going to therapy. You need to go for a specific situation. Mm. I don't really care what the situation is, but you need to like rectify that situation i'm having trouble getting over this breakup i'm dealing with childhood trauma whatever it is but i feel like like you say it should be a it should there should be an end point somewhere maybe you need to go back for a tune-up and a check-in you know every 12 months or so but i feel like it shouldn't be something that you're just doing for years on end and in my opinion you shouldn't be a 16 year old in high school saying you need therapy because you have final exams coming up like fam we all have we all have final exams coming up therapy wasn't even a can we've all dealt with breakups we we've all we all deal with so much shit (laughs) therapy never crossed my mind initially for anything it still doesn't because maybe we're just from a different generation but i don't know there are different and forms of therapy. I when I hate when people just automatically just feel like you just need psychological therapy. I'm like, no, everybody doesn't need psychological therapy because everybody's not a fucking nutso taking all kind of psychotropic drugs prescribed to them by somebody that does not give a fuck about them. Well, whenever I tell you, whatever I tell you about going to therapy, you say go to the gym, get a tattoo, fuck some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is the what that is the Dr. Welly F prescription. Cause nine times out of ten, a therapist is gonna tell you the same shit. They're gonna give they're gonna provide you copes. That all that shit is is coping. You're coping with the shit and eventually gonna be like, man, that shit Will told me ain't that's not the that's not the cure all. 
I gotta I gotta take accountability for some shit. I gotta look in the mirror. That's the real solution. Look in the mirror, figure out what the problem is, get to it, work on it. A lot of times it's working on yourself. A lot of times it's being a better decision maker. You know, a lot of times it's uh noticing patterns. It's basic shit. But until you yourself gets a hold of it and 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 decides I'm gonna do it, then Going to see some friend, some renter friend is not going to help you. Some renter friend. <laughs> that's all it is, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is. That's it. It's, it is what it is. And the way women have weaponized therapy against men is also egregious, in my opinion. It's the most disgusting. You don't even listen to what a man has to say, <clears throat> and your automatic launching point is you need therapy. Like, that is. I, go ahead. They know therapy is on their side. They know that social sciences is on their side. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. But that is the most dismissive thing you could say to a man trying to express himself or express a vulnerability or express his perspective or an opinion that, yeah, you need therapy. You can't distill someone's entire experience down to you need therapy, in my opinion, at least. That, Look that at it like me. this. Hmm. Look I'm at it like this. Post. What, what was that post? Keep talking, so, go ahead. I'm sorry. Think about a few years ago, and I know for me this is all Tumblr era shit after 2012. Think about how there we were a generation of men that they wanted us to be softer, so to speak. Get mm-hmm. in touch with your feminist side. Da 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 this and that. You have a generation, motherfuckers, at least a quarter of them responded to that. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be more feminine. You can see it in the way that they carry themselves. Men are more open to getting their nails done, you know, grooming, just doing things that women insisted on them do. Mm. And what was the response? Sassy. (laughs) You're sassy. (laughs) What happened to real men? Y'all are soft. As a man, why can't you X, Y, Z? Yeah. Because we're women now. (laughs) <laughs> we've turned into y'all so y'all are getting the product that y'all help groom they're gonna hear this podcast combo and be like why do they ever invent podcast microphones it's, when it's <laughs> no longer serving a certain, pur- a, per- a certain individual's purpose that's when they start bashing the shit like, they like didn't I realize s- feminine men is not a good thing Like I I seen this post, it says a single mom wanting you to apply pressure is insane. And then you go into the comments and it's it's full of women saying you y'all men are hurt. You need to go to therapy. Y'all men are hurt. You need to go to therapy. (laughs) Why? Like, 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 hey, (sighs) more power to you. My mom, she got married numerous times and she had she was a single mom with two kids. But if somebody chooses not to live that life, then that's fine. They shouldn't be chastised for that. They might want to say, you know what? I want to have my first. I want to have my first child with this woman and it be her first child. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like y'all want a nigga that's over six feet tall. There's nothing wrong with that. If I want a woman that's under 160 pounds, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not It's not a one size fits all with anybody, with any man. So when when they say things like, go to therapy and this is the point I was getting to because you said they weaponized it um and like I said I feel like they weaponize it just like they weaponize y'all need to be softer get in touch with your feminine side they look at therapy as a way to get a man to basically like upload this new software it's like Mm. I can't tell him because he doesn't respect my intellect let me go to somebody that's an expert 
And let me tell you something about modern day experts. A lot of them are fucking idiots. So <laughs> you can't you can't push me into a room with somebody that never experienced my life by walking in my shoes. His textbooks or her textbooks and 20 years of experience don't mean a damn thing to me based on the fact that they ain't walked in my shoes. They'll they'll hit the nail on the head a few times because obviously life is like that, but nine times out of 10, they're not going to be able to tell me anything that's going to quote unquote fix me. And that's why they just drugging a lot of y'all. It's going to continue drugging y'all. <laughs> and y'all wonder why, <laughs> like you have insomnia, you, yeah. you, you know, you're gaining weight. It just all to me, the shit that seems obvious, like you're not healthy. You're sick. Like they're, keeping you sick they're making you sick and you don't even know it because you went to them for help and you would have never thought in a million years a person you went to for help would give take you, advantage points you or take yeah. advantage of you, like you, I, you know, think that. I know so many men who've gone to couples counseling and they would say oh the therapist started to agree with me and so we stopped going those stories man, many such cases men i mean i personally Crazy. know people that after they did a couple of couples therapy sessions, that ended the relationship. That was <laughs> it, it. it. It woke him up to something that they didn't want him to be awake to. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. Why or if look at like this? Some people want to look at therapy as a tune-up. Then a perfectly happy couple would go to therapy. They're not doing that for what? What is what is a therapist gonna tell them? <laughs> you don't have any issues. Why are you here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, well, we want to make sure that we're prepared for future issues. <laughs> like what? Oh, we don't know, but we want to be prepared. You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Cannot. So I this mean, is why it's important to be a narcissist, in my opinion. Because I don't want to go, I don't want to put myself in any position where I feel like someone is telling me more about me than I have already either considered or am willing to consider internally. Yeah, that, I wanna, that what to happens to like, self-discovery? Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, if I am traumatized by something, I want to know why I'm traumatized. I want to actually put myself through that mental journey of figuring out why or how I got to this point rather than someone tell me that this is why I feel this way. That to me is like, I don't know, I feel like I'm too much of a narcissist to be like, to listen to what anyone else has to say about me. Because chances are I've probably already considered it. If So then, then it becomes a conversation is like, once you start considering things on your own, then what someone else is going to tell you is most likely not going to surprise you anyway. So then that, what's the point of going to them if you already are getting what you already know? Bro, these people going to get drugs. <laughs> they not gonna tell you they getting drugs, bro. Like That's they crazy. they go to get drugs, dog. That's it. They go to get drugs and they go to somebody to validate the fact that you know like they need the drugs. I guess I'm like yeah, you you been through some shit, you fucked up, man. But you know here's this here's this 700 milligrams. Come back next month. Mm. They're going for drugs, bro. Like. This it's, is it's the equivalent of going to the doctor. I'm like, oh, oh, oh I got this cough. Oh, 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 oh. Give me some of that lean, baby. Give me some <laughs> Give of that, me that lean. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going for. They can't convince me otherwise, bro. And I mean, and even the ones 
that are genuinely interested in therapy, they probably don't go no more than they'll go to a gym just because yeah. they're not disciplined that way. It's not something they really want to work into their daily schedule. They just people it's it was the it's the new virtue signaling. What I said about virtue signals. That's all virtue signaling, it is the enemy of integrity, bro. Most people when they keep it at 100, they not from the virtue signal. They ain't got time to. But when they get to virtue signaling, they're not keeping it real with themselves a lot of times. Virtue signaling is thoughts and prayers. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary 